I was vindicated by the TIE Fighter scream. Very similar. It was very similar when I yeah. edited it. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. They had like an extra like vocal like effect on top of one of them, but otherwise it sounded the same. I like that the TIE Fighter is just a guy yelling. <laughs> oh, it's very like I remember that like as a kid being like super intimidating and being like, wow, that's really it's a very distinct uh, noise. Like the sound design of those early movies were, was really solid. I'm thinking about watching a Star Wars. I haven't seen a Star Wars since I was 12. Which Star you know Wars are you thinking? Do? I don't you should know. watch Cats. <laughs> Cats. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm probably not going to watch a Star Wars, and I'm probably going to rent The Lighthouse today. And people Cats seem to rule. like that. <laughs> Cats ruled, or did, was Cats terrible enough to the point of being entertaining? Because those are two Cats very different things. Ruled. <laughs> no one still believes you because of the person you are. <laughs> no, I believe no. him because of the person he is. <laughs> I there believe is that it's exactly what you wanted to get out of it. Yeah, there yeah, is that's what I mean. nothing more amazing than when about an hour and change in, Judy Dench starts staring at you and breaking the fourth wall for part of Judy the speech. Dench is. What? Look, Fletch, Chris, Chris has a very, very small bubble. Of course, he doesn't know who Judy Dench is. Let's find out who Judy Dench is. Maybe I know who this person is. It's one of the most famous, you know actors in that is currently still active this is that old lady in those bad spy movies You are listening to Boku No Stop, where this week we investigate birther science as buff earth studies take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Fletcher. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Have you ever been no-butted so hard? <laughs> I really expected more of an upset over the pun of birther. I don't get it. Buff earth, be-earth. Okay. If yeah. written out, it sounds like birther. And but I would have to have thought about it in terms of B Earth. What happened last time? I feel like last time our heroes ended up uh, absolutely destroying a fucking clown in space, and then they found an ape planet, which I believe you referred to as Planet Montana. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming's funnier than uh, Planet Wyoming, Montana. Right. Sounds better though. Planet Montana coming to Disney in 2142. On Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, God. I just had the sobering thought of how many more acquisitions would they have to make to own Tiny Toons? And it's like, I think it's only two. You know what? Planet Did Montana you... is probably going to be added to the Star Wars universe. You know it. You know it's going to happen. It'll be part of California Adventure, the Montana experiment. Mm-hmm. So, let's pick up at episode 17, Battle on the Ape Planet. I actually think the most sadistic thing they do to the kids in cages is show them the video of the people uh-huh. fucking up flying the ships. That took a lot more effort than I expected them to do. 
Yeah. Like they wouldn't like strap down the cages so that they don't rattle around. But hey, let's set up a screen so we can just show you your replacements. Who Do they have a suck. screen? Yeah, they yeah, have a screen. A screen. There's, it's like a monitor that's set up on the floor. I must have missed the screen and just assumed it was coming over like the intercom. No, they're watching no, the they're, video. They're watching it and uh, Cosmo straight up does the, she needs premium, dude. Premium from the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Cosmo's snake is what I'm saying, right down to the knife tricks. Mm-hmm. Shout out you to him I'm knifing me. that fucking like sea serpent. Yeah, you mean like the the Dragonite uh-huh. or Dragini, whatever it was. Wow, wow, <laughs> Dragonite, fake gamer. Uh, shit. Which is which? That's the one with the actual arms, right? Dragonite. Yeah. Shit, Dra- I couldn't remember that, what the middle one was. Dragonair. Dragonair, damn it. Yeah, I have notes about that <sighs> Matt, when we get there. Matt, the less the less dragon stones you wear, the more you need Dragonair. Hmm. Are you doing a perfume ad right now? No, it's that uh <laughs> it's that like cream that's supposed to burn off all your hair. I'm pretty sure their slogan is the less oh, you wear, the more yeah. you Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Nair is the reason why my wife can't eat cantaloupe because she says the smell of it reminds her of Nair. Huh. Yeah, just really pungent. Also, cantaloupe is bad. Cantaloupe's fine. I like it. Yeah, but why would you eat food that's just fine, Matt? Uh, sometimes it's good. Variety, Chris. Mm. I do prefer to eat the same thing every time, everywhere. I'm like, why would I get anything less of than the thing I like the most? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine, what would that actually be? This is the last dying gasp of Kasha uh, being a complete shit. As Cosmo's just like, well, I guess you'll take orders from Bess if you don't want to trust your safety to other people. I hate orders even more. What an asshole. At least she's done with it by the end of 17. What yeah, an asshole. She's throwing a tantrum. But it's also like they give them like one serving of bread for an entire day. <laughs> They're like, oh, make sure you break this into three pieces so you have three meals. <laughs> that is later. I do have a note on that one. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, because that's when the Kerala comes down. Yeah, that's yeah, when they find the, out about the measles. Oh, and the measles, the space measles. <sighs> Who would have thought the measles would be relevant again in 2020? That's also a sentence in these notes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> God damn it. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, in our usual Buff Clan interlude, we get the return of GJ. He's back. I actually. I'll say this on Mike. This is the first time I watched the show on the Blu-rays I bought rather than on Verve streaming. And boy, it was real crisp seeing the cell move for his ship appearing on there. You know what Blu-rays are not good? What's that? The Cyborg 009 Blu-rays. Yeah, it's because they had a digital show that they just... Well, they didn't they they didn't even like do any work to up-res it. It has this logo in the corner that says SD and HD, as though that's a thing anybody wants at all. You know, actually having it out there in archival form, I'll take it. Well, and apparently uh, it's a uh, fencing time on the buff ship. Yes. Yeah. Those hats are so dumb. Yeah, they're so... Yeah. They're very... They're like, um... They look like the character oh. from Blasphemous. They they look like the the snake pe you know clan people from GI Joe. I don't Cobra yeah Cobra the Cobra people yeah yeah I think my notes say clan robe fencing gear. 
Are they the? Yeah. Are they a clan? It's more like other just clans in GI Joe. Cobra is definitely meant to be a fucking terrorist hate group, my dude. Clan I mean, America. I mean, it, it it definitely them and Hydra. I'm sure. Sorry, the America KKK clan. Uh. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the measles are back because it's 2020. Uh huh. Well, also, like, like just just to skip one thing. Are you allowed to throw people in fencing? Because that's what Harulu does in this. Yeah, scene. that's. <laughs> She's just like I'm. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I just grab you and throw you, <laughs> and it's like, and also GJ like, you know, comes up like in a mask and like fences against her, and he like lands a sick flip after he gets thrown. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's you. You're gotten better. Which is ironic, given that she will throw him away in uh, under ninety minutes off camera. I love yes. that. I love that GJ dies. Comes back, dies, comes back to be dismissed off camera. He never died. They specifically sent him away. You know what yeah, I mean? No, yeah, I know. <clears throat> like they were, they were sent him off to die, and he just got lucky and didn't die. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was supposed Anyhow, to die in that suicide, like, like you know, ramming attack. Piper Lou has measles, so that's the uh, plot of the next arc. For like a week. Yeah. Uh... That's also mentioned in here. Did you what's the bullshit thing about this whole measles subplot too? Is that a whole reason why the ship doesn't like go ham, you know, whatever the Idion doesn't get the light on is because like Lou is too sick to cry. Yes. I don't I don't get it. So is it about defending Piper Lou because he's morally pure? That's what the meteor thing makes me think it is. Little bit, there's gonna be more to it. Eventually the cast catch on and um Catholic spaceships. I think you're going to love how this gets treated and be invoked, because a character has one of the most reasonable responses ever. What, like intentionally make the baby cry? <laughs> Wilder. Oh, Shoot it in the no. foot. Oh no. You'll see. Uh, all I know is that, like, there are literally no other children that cry in the ship, apparently. Yeah. Literally not one. <laughs> even even after one gets, like, a fucking concussion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this the scene where fucking Cheryl is trying to get to the computer again? Fuck. No. That is the fourth episode, I no, think. No, no, no. Here, she starts to bring up, uh... Maybe we should go to the planet with the computer for the measles vaccine. She doesn't say the computer part, but she brings up the same planet. And I just uh -huh. wrote down, oh my god, Cheryl, fuck off with the computer. Oh no, uh, around here, it, it's later in the episode, but they are radioing every colony they can. And that's mm -hmm. when she's like, hey, they also have a computer. Isn't that convenient for her? Anyway, Gijay starts sharing his findings from <gasps> Logo Dao with Harulu. He had and the run DMC shirt because he was playing Devil May Cry, Matt. I know. I know, Chris. I watched that one. <laughs> or part of I'm, that one. I'm lost now. Okay. Uh, GDQ thing. GDQ. Okay. Run. DMC5. Yeah, the guy doing DMC5 had a run DMC shirt, which I appreciated. And then I realized it just now that it was a joke and that he probably didn't like run DMC like I do. 
Well, he also like called it. He got called out for wearing the shirt being like, hey, nice shirt. I get it. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Can you tell that we didn't record during the holidays? <laughs> no. Gijay's, uh he basically says the research uh, shows that the, there are ancient pieces, well, there's pieces, pieces of ancient tech um, that were potent as hell and were letting off a lot of radiation that were found inside of the solo planet, and uh, they refer to it as uh, Ide radiation. Specifically, like, they show a diagram, and all of it's, like, not in the center of the Earth, so it's not, like, EM radiation, right? It's, like, <laughs> near the surface mm -hmm. where they excavated it, radiating out through, and my favorite thing is some of the lines just clearly continue onto the moon a little bit. Very good. <laughs> yeah, and they do That's... say that it, like, concentrated... Like that energy is all. Do they say it's with the robot in this case, or like it, it was in the spot where it like? It's it in the spot where the solo ship and the combiners were. Yeah. Uh, Harulu starts mentioning the very ominous threat of the Ide energy being capable of destroying the universe. So uh, we're back at the uh, solo ship, right? And the uh, the new guys are doing an incredibly shitty job of piloting the Ideon. Uh, mm -hmm. They're docking very bad. Uh, they definitely like fuck up a missile pod and shit. Uh, and Cheryl's trying to figure out that uh, ma they're trying to figure out how the Ideon works, and she theorizes that it gets stronger the more people are on them. And uh, like when Deck joined, it made the uh, power levels go up. Uh, probably not correct, but good idea. It's not, but it's a good start. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to pay attention to these these things and track them with a giant ipad thing specifically finally let's put this all into elastic search <laughs> so back on the uh the buff side of things uh tj is given a command to try to secure one of the uh three robots because then they can't form the idion and uh harulu uh what the fuck oh and uh, as he leaves, Haru fires off a, uh, I'm glad he's no longer hung up about my sister. Like, I, I wonder if that meant that like she was getting interested in him or she was just commenting that he just seems to not be bummed about this anymore. Well, he was like overly focused on Garala to the point where like he yeah. missed a bunch of dudes so he could sneak into their ship. Well, I mean, she's important and important to him. You know, and that was a big part of the mission at the time was to get her back. So, I mean, that kind of checks out. She's Remember when Harulu literally though. told him, hey, we'll get you a new fiance puppy. <laughs> also, Carlala kind of doesn't matter anymore. Right. She's like, just part of the crew now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's just a person. She doesn't well, have inside information anymore now that they're breaking out new technology that she hasn't seen before. So she's yeah. just a valued member of the team. Well, she and she can recognize things from like Buff Clan stuff. Like she'll she continue knows to people. call out. She doesn't yeah. know tech. Yeah, yeah, she she points out like, oh, these ships are new. I don't know what these are in a later episode. But, but she like, also yeah. goes, oh, this is Gams. Gams is a fucker. Oh my god! I can't, can't get over the fact his name is Gams. All I thought about was <laughs> Cotton Hill saying Gams are Gams. <laughs> Just plays ZZ Top like underneath the entire time we talk about Gams. Okay. <laughs> uh, inside the cages, Kasha tells Cosmo that she grew up on a Star Trek shithole planet where nobody had any fun and everything was terrible and it was always like 300 degrees outside of summer. Relatable. The <laughs> kids are given their sole meal of the day and learn about the Piper Lou measles thing. 
and I love that. Why Cosmo would you is- tell them that? That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, sure. You you kind of presume they're going to come out of the cage eventually. You don't want to just spring all this on them when it's like, oh, also get in the robot. That'd be like if I was in jail and somebody said, hey, your mom's got cancer and it was one of my prison guards that told me that just to make me feel bad. It's just like the thing is, it got mentioned in front of them. And so Corolla's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the kids got measles. Yeah. And I do love that. The comment we made last time about they didn't take away Cosmo's knife leads to him trying to cut his way out of the cage to no success. He whispers, I'm not in. (laughs) Oh, wait, he is in. He whispers, I'm still in. Uh, So at this point, the solo ship has contacted a nearby colony, planet Ajian, trying to source some medicine. But before they can take off, the buff squadron arrives. For what it's worth, I actually think Gije is one of the best commanders they fight because he uses things like tactics, and this is why he doesn't die. <laughs> Stuff like prevent the mecha from docking and split up our forces and flank them. Yeah, this like, is a good I, fight. This is like the yeah. only fight I have ever cared about in a while. Yeah, Gije definitely seems to have like the I don't know the most sane head when it comes to like once things go into battle because like Dabido freaked out and just threw everybody at the robot. Uh, and the other guys just kind of went, you know, well, well the, there was that one guy with the with the Bajin who like, oh, I'm going to get the Bajin to fight him. Like, that's a smart tactic. He just couldn't get away. Yeah, yeah that's true. He he did kind of get super risky by deciding what they're taking off. I'll charge them. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Gije is the only person who's not doing this for samurai honor. <laughs> Yeah, and they they probably just send him away so that they can't kill him and they can bring him back again. You might be correct. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, he's in the closing credits. He's important. He's plot important. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure there are some dead people in those closing credits. Oh, I'm sure there's a handful. I just, like, the biggest the big ones you see are, like, him and Kerala and Bass and Cosmo. Did they Cosmo. change the intro, or have I never noticed the Idion holding a giant laser mini cannon before? I don't That's remember. I always skip from the start. I skip through it. <laughs> I skip it at like ten times speed, so I don't know. I always, I always let it go while I'm getting my laptop ready because I like the jam. Yeah, I actually really like that opening theme. Eh. It's the closing credits. I skip. You know. Yeah, if the closing credits. For is not worse. wanting to feel like a weeaboo, I would have made it my ringtone. Uh, you Chris, will randomly catch me around the office just going, because it's stuck in my head. But also, I'm not feeling like a weeaboo. It's currently the Pillar Men theme anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Here's some Boku No Stop crossover. That shit slaps. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Last night while I was in the bathroom, I just found myself going, hey, Bloody Stream is a good song and humming it. Mm, I don't know what that is. That's the second opening to JoJo. Yeah, no, that one's really good. Yeah, That's the season you're on right now. Yeah. Are that... we? We're still in the first season. Well, it's second part. The yes. second arc. Second okay. arc. Uh, second opener. One. Better. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that song is very good. Yeah. A lot of it's horns. extremely high. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think it's probably the best so one we could do. record that podcast again so I could watch more JoJo's. I, I'm like, I've watched four episodes ahead like three months ago and I'm still waiting to like record on it so I could watch more. Oh no, I gotta listen to Toenail Talk! <laughs> Wait, what? 
Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, gross. Anyway, Bess's strategy, because all the crappy replacement pilots are on the mech right now, is let's just get everyone out of here. Grab the mecha. We're going to DS out of here to planet Ajian for medicine. Mm-hmm. Cheryl is actually starting to call for Kerala's help more because remember, Kerala is technically a scientist. And so the two of them start trying to set up some equipment to track things, which is interrupted by the nurse running in and going, Piper Lou is going to die anytime now, to which Bess responds, we are all going to die right now. Please be quiet. Also, the nurse is wrong, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, for all the... <laughs> That's why she's for- the nurse and not a doctor, Matt. Ooh, harsh. Mm. Harsh. Look, I had to get that one in instead of when you said technically a scientist. I could have said a lady scientist. Well, I just love they had to create a new character, uh, this nurse character for this scene because they had to call for a nurse. She's basically just a former character in a new costume, though. Fair, but like it's still it was still very funny to me. Oh, call the nurse. Like there's a nurse. We've had so many like. People get injured and people get wrapped up in bandages, but we haven't seen a nurse yet. Yeah, who do you think runs bandages over you like it's fucking duct tape? That's a nurse's job. (laughs) Please do not kill me, nurse practitioners. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, who's going to try to find a vein in your hand like seven times before giving up? It's the nurse. Oh, your hand? I see you are my sister. She also had that experience once. That's great. That's so good. Yeah, my wife yeah. had had that once. Yeah, that seven terrible. attempts to find a bane in her arm. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you say, "I don't know why you can't do this." I do it all the time. <laughs> I think if she didn't have a hundred degree fever at the time, she might have said that. Oh boy! Uh, key moment here. Kerala suggests a wild move to get them out of trouble, and all best focuses on in the plan is: Wait, did you just call your people the enemy? And she basically all but winks at him in the camera. Anime's mm-hmm. twinkle in the eye, you know. Yep. Shine on the teeth. So, her plan is pretty good. Swing the solo ship in next to the mech to catch them off guard and let the combiners land. Get Cosmo and Kasha onto the ship so they have a fighting chance. And then we're going to pull a Macross move and project my face onto the clouds to fuck with enemy morale. Like, like a fucking Star Wars. <laughs> this is literally what they do with Lin Minmay and Macross. Oh, it it's really dumb. It works for a second before they realize that's not a real thing. I'm like, what the f- You should know who this is, my guy! It is really funny that it yeah. does not do nearly as much as she hopes. It's like, who's this uh-huh. lady? And Gijay's like, I'm not in the fight. I'm the commander. Well, the, the funny thing is, I thought that they were setting this up for Gijay to like hesitate or like show that he, this is still a sore spot for him, and then they ju- he just no sells it and keeps going. Which, yeah, it kind of owns. Yeah, I mean, like I, it, it's silly to the the only reason why I think it makes sense is because it's Gijay. Yes. Not that oh she, yeah, she if... knows that. Like, does she ever find out that it's Gijay? Oh, yes, wait, she, she does, she does. does pick right. up on it by the end of this two-episode arc. Is she ever going to come up with a plan that's not, I will try to broker peace using my position that they have told me repeatedly they do not acknowledge anymore? Yes. Thank God. But yeah, shit, um, real tired by now. The Gams one is really dumb. Yeah, no, that one was the worst. I mean, they did it to 
you know, stall, but it still was a really bad idea. Yeah, for what it's worth, I do give her props for going, I know this will not work, I'm just buying us five minutes to repair a mech. But, anyway, uh, the plan is kind of hampered by the fact that Kasha is getting all of her bad character out at once. And she just says, well, why would I leave the cage to do this? Bess is just going to stick me back in here if I don't listen to him. Uh, Cheryl goes, what about the baby? And Kasha's like, the fuck do I care if the baby dies? We're all going to die. So Cheryl basically does an Ava speech here where it's like, A, if you don't fight, you can't murder buff babies. And B, if you don't get in the robot, Cosmo becomes best boy. And Kasha just does that fucking Pikachu face at the camera. Oh! So she gets on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the study of the radiation on Planet Solo, the, the E-Day radiation, has given GJ a slight advantage that the uh, pilots <clears throat> in the ship don't see coming, and that he can use that radiation to uh, open up the barrier, to like cut through the Ideon's barrier and interrupt their docking sequence. And so I hate when uh, people interrupt my docking. I know, right? You can never line rude. it up again afterwards. <laughs> Just like two urethras passing in the night. <laughs> oh well, no. Well, we have an episode title. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> right. So they transfer the supplies. We have officially become the Violet Wanderers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Zigmax fly uh fly into a wreck shop on the uh the three ships and they're doing a really great job and they end up stealing the idio nova they grab onto it with the claws uh so cosmo and kasha team up to reclaim it and you know to try to get back in the swing of things and various people on board the solo ship wish that uh they had anything they could offer during combat situations uh which is starting to become a refrain yeah, I mean, they really only have one solution to their problem, and if that isn't working out, they're kind of screwed. Although, that kind of comes up later. Uh, mm-hmm. something, something new happens, but we'll tease that for, you know, next episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Galaxy Brain animation move here. Uh, they're not going to animate the robot transforming, or they don't have to, if they cover it up with an explosion from a missile. So <laughs> there's a shot where... Uh, the Cosmos ship gets hit with a missile, smoke comes out, and then it comes out, it's got the arms out and everything, which I thought, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's a real transparent sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of works for me, though. Like, I- I've already seen this so many times, I don't need to see it again. It was pretty amusing because it actually puts the thing in a different angle, but they don't have any animation of that angle. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least this is the uh, the last. Just it's a fight, and they try a little bit on this one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. And then, um, in, in in the aftermath of this, uh, GJ and the uh, Idion are um, you know beating each other up. Uh, GJ smashes the uh, smashes the mech, which is still uh, refusing to have its gauge light up. The Ida gauge is not lighting up at all. Uh, and we get also during those times lots of shots of um, Piper Lou uh, sweating. <laughs> Which is a like a five second animation loop we will see like six times. Uh, I'm I'm so unnerved by how much sweaty baby there is in this. There's arc. a lot of sweaty baby, uh, and the Zigmac loses a leg. Uh, the Idion grabs it, and uh, Gichay is like, I, "I I don't need that. Just pull away." Uh, the humans immediately hop into hyperspace, aiming for Planet Ijin, 
Ajian? Ajian. Ajian. I always forget. I, I keep like mixing that up with like Zildjian, the uh the symbol company for drum symbols. Mm. Uh so aboard the buff I cruiser. Think you mean the really good priest legendary. Let's see, I I don't know what that is. He's a six two, and when you play him, he switches his health with the health of an opponent's card. It's oh, this God. is this is a magic thing. No, it's a Hearthstone thing from like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was a magic thing too. Not not even a no. I don't play MTGA. I played a bunch of Pokemon recently, and then uninstalled it, and I don't play any card games right now. I thought you were the one who kept trying to get me into Magic Arena. <sighs> Look, Fletch. yeah, for like a minute, they they ruined it. The new set was very unexciting. Because uh, it's Mark Rosewater saying, what if there were edgy versions of fairy tales? And I'm like, dude, these already exist. Why don't you just use those instead of making up your own bad version of it? So it's Mark Rosewater coming up with bad European like fairy tales. And then mm-hmm. uh, they uh, quadrupled down on awful monetization. Great. Like, uh, instead of releasing old sets... They're going to release specific cards from old sets, and they will cost four times as much to craft. Hooray. What a dumb idea. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Episode 18, Betrayal on Ajian. Well, there's one line I think we should at least mention at the end here, which is Harulu wondering that, like, is Gijay a weak man to fail like this, or is the giant just too powerful? I think it's the latter one. Because you've literally thrown six other commanders at this thing, and the robot has won. Here's the thing, though. Gijay is the only one of those commanders who's not going, I'll die for you, Harulu, afterwards. I mean, sure, fair, but, like, I feel like Harulu should know the answer to that question already. I'm just saying, as her society tells her, dying in battle is the good thing. Why does this guy refuse to die in battle? Is he a coward? I guess you got a point there. What? It, mm, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> So episode 18, Betrayal on Ajian. To put into perspective how far they were from human space, uh, they say they spent a week in hyperspace after that last battle. And A, how is the baby still alive? Yep. <laughs> and B, the subtitles fuck up here and refer to the kid as Lou Piper for a line. Oops. This episode has fucked up subtitles, because even if you have English subtitles, you get Japanese subs for the song on this episode. Um, it does that every other episode. That's... Why? Huh? It's so you can get the subtitles the first time to understand it, the second time if you want karaoke. It switches every time from even to odd. But I could just switch my subtrack. Why are you doing this? There's no second subtrack. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, uh, watch out for that. It's uh, even-numbered episodes are the romanization. Weird. Uh, it's kind of common in anime stuff. Hmm. Well, official anime stuff, fan-sub shit, but not so much. Being a weeaboo is like a negative number line, where no matter where you are on it, you look down on people who are more of a weeaboo than you, but also it's a one-way thing and you can never go back to being less of a weeaboo. So you're saying it's a slippery slope. Kind there of. used to be a chart, which it's was... Like infer- f- it's like inverse wokeness, basically. This is an old chart. It was called the Fandom Hierarchy, and it was a flow chart of how everyone judged each other. And to date how old this is, the very bottom of this chart that everyone looked down on at the time was 
self-insert Star Trek fanfic writers whose character is a furry. So you can imagine mm -hmm. how that hierarchy went. It didn't really cover anime much because there wasn't an anime market at the time. I was going to say 40k, and then I'm like, wait, I like 40k. <laughs> and then but Black Chris Dynamite, I sell drugs to the level community. Down. <laughs> but also, mm. I'm thinking about 40k, I'm like, I can't believe people like anime and not 40k. Chris, you're, you're going to become contrasts. a... You're going to become a mod of uh, the anime channel on uh, Duckfeed eventually, Chris. And then I your, hope so. your conversion will be complete. I hope so. That yeah, that'll be the shortest mod ship ever. You'll just get kicked out for like <laughs> like kicking people out of the channel. Anyhow, this week's scheme, GJ asks, "Hey, can I do fucking war crimes?" Yeah, seriously. Because he's going to launch missiles at sublight speed at the planet the solo ship has landed on. His thought process, this is his pitch, if we destroy an alien planet right before their eyes, they won't dare seek revenge. I wonder what other recent uh, real-world political event this could uh, make you think of. I know, and I <laughs> tried to keep it out of the notes because, boy, it was depressing to see that yeah. this week. When yeah, kind of inevitable, though, unfortunately. When like, did that it would mention on the Pompeo? podcast, not that we would do it. <sighs> yeah, we should probably peek behind the curtain. Usually these are recorded a little in advance, but this one is coming out real live because we ran out of backlog over the holidays. Hooray. Oh, this can come out next week. It's fine. It does come out next week. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, literally next week. Uh, hopefully we're not at war. Hopefully. I know, right? Yeah, there's some there's some Talking Simpsons episodes that make that exact joke, and it's like, ooh. Yeah, they didn't know, man. They didn't know. Uh, for all I shit-talk Harulu, she has a very good response from a commander here. This is a god-awful idea, because if they see us do this, they will step up their own retaliation. <laughs> How? Go, now go ahead. Yeah, but she does say, I'm putting you in charge of this. This is on your head. So much for mutually assured destruction, right? Yeah. And then uh, planet Ajian turns out to be prison guard planet. They're all cops, and fuck them. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They are cops. Like at first, they it are. seems like they're going to like play nice, and then all. But now, now it's just a front. Yeah, uh, the Asians come on the ship. They're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll let your civilians disembark. Uh, all military people have to stay on the ship and await orders." Cosmo starts griping after they leave the room. That God, I hate big planets because the authorities all suck. And Bess is just like. Yeah, well, if you know how to forge a document, you can go a long way. Yeah, that was great. Bess owns. Yeah, because he gives them paperwork from uh, Brazilian, and they're like, okay, sure, yeah, this looks good. And it's like, yeah. wait, wasn't that place entirely destroyed? And then, yeah, he casually <laughs> reveals, oh, yeah, I just made some shit up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Bess owns. Yeah. Um, For what it's worth, Gijay actually has a similar kind of good moment here where... They're on their way to follow the solo ship, and they run into another human ship in hyperspace. So he goes, whatever happens, we are commandeering that ship. So they just, like, fucking merc those people in hyperspace and load their mechs onto it. Uh, meanwhile, a helpful doctor gives Piper Lou some medicine and prepares an entire course of vaccinations for all children on the ship. Hooray. Moral of the story, vaccines are good and so are doctors. 
yes, I know I am a biased party as a 75% doctor. Fake doctor. Hey, I'm only faking that I don't have one paper. Fake doctor. Aren't you doing psychology and not actual medicine? You, you need actually to do medicine have to, to yeah. get an actual doctorate to prescribe anything. Yeah, okay. that's true. It's a lesser one. It's only three years of med school instead of two, but... Or instead of four. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> Wait, hold on. That math doesn't... Hey, let me drink more coffee! <laughs> I don't think Salesforce is your problem, my guy. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, DJ comes out from hyperspace and just fucking obliterates half the planet. Literally half. Uh-huh. Yeah, rough. Uh, we get uh, to see animation. a Haro vaporize here. Yeah, animation, very good. Uh, is this the one where you see a bunch of clips of people getting evaporated? Or is oh, that yes. Exact... Yeah. yeah. Tons of, tons of civilians oh. here. Just getting, like, destroyed. Uh, there's, a, best... there's a lot of, like, up-close carnage, because this, this is also the one where you see all the pilots get murdered yep. in grisly ways, like that one guy's eyes explode like he's Joe Biden. <laughs> I, I have a couple of notes about that, yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. bloody one. So, the like, explosions, super visible from space, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, like best continent just, size. Like, best massive freaks out, and the other guy not worried about it. Yeah, Bess starts going, what the fuck, and telling Cosmo, prep the robots, and the Asians are just like, eh, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, I will also mention that Vice Commander Cobol, who is the leader of their armed forces, looks... And in charge of the financial sector. <sighs> looks suspiciously like Degwin Zabi in a new hat. That's it. Okay. There's a lot of weird Gundam animation and design reuse in this series, and that one is real egregious to me. I don't even know who Degwin Zabi is, I forget. He's the father. I still forget. House Zeon. Still forget. Okay, well, goddammit. You're <laughs> no you help the father, right now. The only thing I thought about was, is this Isolina's dad? Uh, Gijay lands his stolen human craft and then opens it up to reveal a bunch of Zigmacs. And at this point, Bess is just like, alright, launch the robots. Gijay mm -hmm. makes an announcement to the Asians. Hi, we're aliens. We just want the mech on that ship. You have ten minutes to surrender it, or we're going to launch a second wave of missiles and glass the remaining 90% of this planet's surface. Ciao! The Asians, who fucking suck, decide the best solution here is send our air forces against the buff clan and our land forces against the solo ship and arrest Cheryl, because why not? Yeah. Uh, well, it's because they, they're, like, snooping on what she's doing with the computer. We forgot to mention Cheryl goes to finally use the computer so she can shut the fuck up about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second she's done, they're like, you're under arrest for leaking secret information. Uh, I have notes on that later. We'll come back to that. Yeah. At this point, I feel I should make you aware that since episode 16, someone has made a spacesuit for Deck and his squirrel, and it is adorable. Yeah, I, I, I made note of that, too. That's hilarious. That's one of my only notes for this episode. <laughs> How did you have no notes for this episode? What? Okay, well, here, well, here well, they are. What episode is this, 18? 18. 18. Uh, I have a long note about how this episode is great, and then I have the leg attacks separately and lands <laughs> yes, on the I solo ship. <laughs> and then, this and is then the flies. most war is bad episode there has ever been. 
Just wait. Oh, I didn't even write down the squirrel. I noted the squirrel's suit, but did not write it down until after my note that says Gams, comma, Lamau. Wow. <laughs> good God, I have Chris. very good notes. I'm beginning to see why I do the notes on this show. Yeah, no kidding. You wanna? We can have it. We can have another Ava three point three, whatever you want. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, good God. As a good as a terrible. Uh, I'm almost. My favorite tempted. part is you never even linked it in there, so it's just us talking about a Google document no one can see. I will go add that back to the thing. <laughs> it's the fact that I forgot to add it to a Patreon. I never remember to do notes for those. Yeah, whatever you write in the post is the description. Yeah. So, not much happens for a little as all the forces move into play, but we start seeing the carnage ramp up drastically as the buff mecha begin exploding all the Asian fighter jets, with the pilots basically turning to jelly before detonating in every case. Yeah, like, I feel like they put a lot of work into these animations of the explosions, like, Jets get, like, sliced in half with lasers and such. Like That way we can reuse them later. Sure. Mm. But, like, I, are they going to use these ships later? I guess maybe on other planets. Uh, they will ruin other human planets. Spoiler. Yeah, it's shocking. Uh, I just love how every single time that, like, the Buff Clan show up at a planet and then they start getting attacked after they they attacked first, and then they wipe out, like, tons and tons and, like, millions of people. Are you almost. commenting on how the Buff Clan is just a species that is that Eric Andre meme? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They're like, wow, look at these brutish people. Let's just continue the murdering them the indiscriminately. The Buff Clan shoots the humans. Why would the humans do this? <laughs> we gotta make that now. <laughs> Yeah, what a, I what, can, a br- what a brutal race! <laughs> it will absolutely there, be. KJ there you go. <laughs> what a brutal race without honor! <laughs> <laughs> why would they do this to us? Why would they start this aggression? There's a there's a scene in this where a Zigmac just shoots through a building for no reason. There's Fuck, nothing dude, on the other that side rules. of it. <laughs> no, there's a lady in there. Okay, there, there's a lady and her like pet, which she named Planet. Uh, that's not even the worst because the Asian forces are not even caring where their shots go and they start wrecking their own people. Oh, is this yeah. the one where they just mess it, murder a bunch of chickens? No, that is yeah. 20. Yeah, no, this is where they like, there's a bunch of people going into the solo ship in like a lift and then the lift gets like exploded. By the Asians. Yeah, by the Asians. They fucking murder the civilians. They weren't even attacking. Like none of the, pe- none of the, uh, Solo ship people did anything towards the Asians, and they just fire first. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, uh, cops show up to arrest Cheryl and go, you were leaking military secrets because all your shit belongs to our military now. Kerala, who is heading out to try and run some errands, sees the ground tubes start their assault on the solo ship. Tubes. <laughs> Look, I, I burped halfway through that. Uh, and Cosmo and crew start taking the Zigmax out of the sky one by one, but this gets them no quarter, and the Asians are now trying to blow them up, too. So, the... I have to give points to Cheryl here, who, rather than going quietly, fucking shoves past these dudes and books it, and is uh-huh. nearly shot before the ceiling collapses on the MPs. Then she just goes, These aren't ordinary foes, you fucking scrub. Mm-hmm. So... 
Cosmo and Kasha are trying in vain to draw the buff clan out of the city to minimize, minimize the damage, but it's not going so hot for them because the Ajans are, uh, they're just going ham on everybody. They're going after their own citizens. There's just so much collateral damage is happening in this fight, which is seems completely unnecessary. And yeah, there's a there's a few shots of civilians hiding in doorways or in their apartments. They're getting just like just destroyed, and it's like really being built up to be uh, as depressing as possible. Uh, I'm glad anime can prove that Stalin was right. We don't. We just completely skip over half of the planet annihilated, but this one guy gets killed in a gruesome way. But Chris, to be fair, when one person dies, it's a tragedy. <laughs> when a million that, people die, it's a statistic. That's, that's the Stalin thing I'm talking oh, about. Is it? Matt. Was that a yes. Stalin joke? Yeah. Yes. A, a quote. I forgot. Yep. I forgot who said that. Look, I'm sorry. I don't read Communist Manifesto that often. Hmm. I'm not going to take that bait. <laughs> yeah, I was debating it and stopped myself as well. Uh, Matt's getting too good at playing us. <laughs> it's really easy. We almost got Judd debated. <laughs> uh, so aboard the solo ship... Um, Phil would be proud of that. I'm going to yeah. take that to Phil really quick. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, yeah, so this is a... This is the point where I believe they they blow up the lift uh, on the solo ship with a bunch of civilians who are just trying to get back on the ship. Um, no, they're leaving. They're lowering oh, the lift. Oh, they're lowering the lift down. Oh, I yeah, I saw that the opposite way. Oh shit. <laughs> These are the people who are trying to leave the ship who were told, "Yeah, we can we can take your civilians." Yeah, that would have been that would have been something if they actually got all the civilians off. But nope, nope, they just get uh, murdered. Yeah, an entire wave of them are just fucking. Yeah. Up. And, then, and then a couple of soldiers on a hovercraft just like roll right into the bridge and just set, you know, point guns and say, hey, uh, don't do anything or we'll uh, kill you. And then here, Cheryl and Kerala, uh, Kerala like got into a hovercraft and started going into uh, like, I don't know what she was. Her plan was like she's trying to stop, stop the fight, but I don't know who she's going to try to talk to. Like the Ajahn they guy. never tell us where she's going. She just no. leaves early and then runs into Cheryl. Yeah, and they have a they have a nice little talk, and uh, Cheryl basically tells Carla, "All right, so love your enthusiasm in trying to do this. You know, a plus effort. But uh, these people just tried to murder me, and they see me as an alien. So uh, perhaps it'd be better just to uh, get the fuck out of here." Of note, Cheryl does tell Carla, "Let's go back to our people." Yeah. So we're we're good. Those two have finally buried the hatchet. You did mm -hmm. it, Kerala. You finally white. Yup. Uh, what a fucking glow up. And at this point, <laughs> yes. Uh, Sorry, this, this note section is labeled "Wow, comma cool robot." Am I wrong? No. <laughs> cool. It's pretty pretty accurate. Uh, at this so, point, fuck off! Uh, at this point, the idiom combines. <laughs> the irony of that is not lost on me. I know, uh, right? So at this point, the uh, idiom combines, and Cosmo pile drives a fucking Zigmac out of the city, and uh, Gijay is just like, "Where is the second round of ju just our death lasers anyway?" Uh, I do like the phrase "genocide beams." Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, he says, I really uh, love this line. Yeah. DJ Retreat. Says, I hope this whole planet is destroyed. We'll just come back for the wreckage of the giant later. Okay. And the best part, 
is in this fight, Idiot and GJ meet up, and they start fighting each other, you know, like you do with a robot. Uh, and GJ rips off the Idiot, well, actually, he blows off the Idiot's left leg with lasers. Uh, mm. <laughs> Cosmo just karate chops all his cannons and then the leg fucking flies away and later just shoots some missiles at another Zigmac and also independently lands on the solo ship yeah I I love does Cosmo like give the command to shoot those missiles I think he does yes I I love that so much it's so dumb I will (laughs) also mention in here GJ is the only person to ever use this feature of the Zigmac you can detach the saucer as an escape pod and fly away. Yeah, I was surprised by that. It was a nice yeah, touch. Yeah, he's the actually. only person who ever does it. Well, because apparently he's a coward. Yeah, that's exactly it. No one else in his race does this. But then why even put it in the ship at all? If you're that's just- what I was wondering. <laughs> why did they make that escape pod if they're supposed to die gloriously? Why don't they just make the whole Zig Mac out of the escape pod? <laughs> that's the Rog Mac. That's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, they literally do that next episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I w- I tried really hard to think of a Mace Windu joke about the Rog Mac. God, uh, but I could mm. not. I think we're all better for it. Yes, I'm not. So hubris kicks in at this point because the Ajian military sees ah more missiles. Nuke them in space. That'll do. They, so they have straight-up Star Wars-style satellites in space to intercept these. Uh, they miss one. Give you one guess where that lands. Uh, right on top of the commanders. Yep. Rip. This is an actual exchange on the bridge of the solo ship. Bess, the Asian military command was destroyed. Ah, fuck them. They did this to themselves. Yep, pretty much. I mean, there are probably also, like, hundreds of thousands of other people that would probably be innocent in that, but you know. <laughs> oh okay. yeah, it's it's a massive explosion. It's again one of those visible from space things. Yeah. What they should do is they should have Piper Lou become desensitized to war and no longer able to cry about it. Oh, that's happening at the end of episode 20. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. They thought of that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um. So the Ida gauge begins filling up out of nowhere and just in case you still haven't figured it out, this is where Piper Lou wakes up and calls they, Mama. They just start cutting it closer and closer together in case you didn't get it, dipshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, the scientists haven't figured it out yet because, to be fair, I would think you were a fucking crazy person if you were running tests for that. But, yeah, they're they're making it very clear to you, the audience. Uh, so at this point, the Ide gauge has reached an unseen new level because it's starting to have extra lines appear on the display. And with another dozen sublight missiles incoming, Kasha points out something on the control panel is glowing and Cosmo smashes it because what the hell else do they have at this point? The stomach compartment then opens and the Ideon cosmoses the fucking missiles in a psychedelic swirl of annihilation. It rules. Yeah, it's very good. It, yeah, the animation here is great. Yeah, yeah. When I when I saw that in the eye catch for like the or like the next time on in the previous episode, I went, "Ooh, this is gonna be good," and it is. Yup. Kasha's immediate response in the wake of this, and this is no fooling the line. What the hell was that, Cosmo? This is the <sighs> black hole cannon. Yeah. 
So, uh, <laughs> as as wrap up, the remaining Asians on the solo ship are just like, we are so sorry. We are so incredibly sorry. And Bess is just like, look, you got most of a planet left. Get Live in peace. Cheryl and Bess immediately agree, we are staying the fuck away from colony planets from now on. And Kerala is really alarmed because this still tracks with her it's powered by Ide energy thing. She was pretty sure the robot was supposed to be love, not the annihilation of an entire starscape. So, yeah, that's kind of throwing her off her balance. Yeah, so do we... we didn't really talk about it, but like this episode is very different than all of the other episodes before. Oh yeah, and it's and like the a ones complete after it pivot too, I think. into a different show. Well, the, no, the next one's like this. It's just less. Yeah, it's a lot less. Yeah, right. Like th- this, if there was a different robot in here, does not feel that far off of like an episode of Ava. Like plot and action are mixed together well. Uh, it's not, like, really explanatory, and there's not just a ton of fighting for the sake of fighting. The fighting happens, but it's not the focus, right? It, like, feels surprisingly modern compared to the rest of the show. So when I said that this series had a lot of impact, even though very few people like it, it's this it's this final chunk that we're starting to get into that really sets the tone there. It's not the final chunk, it's like 60% of the show. I'm just saying, we're yeah. we're entering the back half of the show where the runaway part becomes more of a thing as they try and figure out, oh, can we ever rejoin civilization again with this robot? Yeah, it definitely starts like having something to say, whereas before, other than just war is bad, because war is bad. Uh, and Be sure. I mean, I think, right? Why are we pretty sure? Look, if it was pretty bad, good. why would we do it? Wow, cool robot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no this this episode was was great, but also like I don't know, if, like it's it's the best episode I think so far in the show. Yeah, it's this so, and Brasilia so far. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was getting back to them because we're going to start focusing more on this thing is a collateral damage machine. Uh-huh. But they also can't do that every episode because episodes like this are fucking expensive. None of this animation can really be reused. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They definitely spend especially money on this one. They should reuse es- that leg. Especially the whole humans boarding everything and attacking one another stuff. But uh I I said I started switching to the Blu-rays this week. I put in the movies disc because I was just like, well, if the TV animation is this cleaned up, what does the remaster look like on the cinema animation? And I remembered exactly where the movie starts, which is basically Asian 2.0. <laughs> so Boy. get ready for that. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, I I legitimately forgot that the... Shinji masturbating in the first 90 seconds scene of Be Invoked is a young woman's head flying off in a spray of blood reflected in Cosmo's visor. Hell man, yeah. I don't, I don't, man. Neither yeah. of those are good. No! <laughs> Why are you so um, sex negative, Matt? <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't um, have to explain that, Chris. <laughs> 
we we are definitely going to lean more into this as we go on is the point I'm trying to make with that casual spoiler. Uh-huh. Hello there, loyal listener. You're probably wondering why you're hearing me without any of the soothing sounds of my... You know what this is. This is the plug for the Patreon. It's in the middle of the episode. You can go 30 seconds if you like, or you can go to tentacle.pro and give to the Patreon for the Patreon Network, where you get premium episodes of Boku No Stop, Being Jim Davis, Lightning Strikes Thrice, and other shows on the network, as well as our gratitude, and, if you'd like, the ability to commit emotional and fiscal terrorism against us by making us cover or discuss things of a terrible nature, which we would by no means choose on our own. If you're into pain, go to tentacle.pro and hear us squeal. Thank you. Episode 19, Gams's Special Command. So the Ideon Combiners are being repaired on the deck of the Solo ship. I actually really love that they are just in space doing this with all the techs in fucking spacesuits. But unknown craft emerge from a nearby asteroid. Like the Mecha, the Solo ship is absolutely trashed after the Asian assault. There's no radar to identify who or what it is, meaning they're on the defensive out the gate. However, luckily for them, the entire exercise and the new craft, the Gondo Baus, aren't currently meant to do anything more than gather intel for Commander Gams. He starts taking in the intel that their harrying gets them and begins forming a plan. But on board the solo ship, we get to see a child split his head open because the assault flings the civilians around and That's this kid lose mother. No, it was one of the kids. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's Piper Lou's mother and that the other ladies are just part of their weird communal daycare. I'd have to check. I thought it was one of the little kids. Maybe it's just really bad perspective. It is bad perspective. She looks very tiny when she hits the ground. Yeah, either way. She's the size of uh, Carlotta. Someone is launched into the air and slams headfirst into a wall and then ends up unconscious with their head wrapped in bandages where there's blood all over. Uh, That's Fard. Okay. His name's Fard. Yeah, I thought that was one of the kids. Yeah, he is one of the kids. He's one of the kids uh, that like, shows up like twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ships retreat and Cosmo pulls a drone out of his ass and sends it to follow the returning craft for intel of their own. Yikes. Yeah, he does. You've never um, seen that thing before and you never will. Pretty, all I'm saying, little large. Nah, it's pretty tiny. It's also round and uh, winged. It's got a flare at the back. Anyway, Gams introduces himself to Harulu because he is their next wave of reinforcements. He immediately notices that Gije is absent. And I wanted I want to get y'all's take on this. Harulu claims the rumor is no blade of grass grows where Gams passes. Is this saying Gams is so fat his shadow blackens the earth? Uh no. Okay, because Gams is fucking wide for a buff dude dude he's <laughs> yeah he's he, a buff dude he's he's he's, he's fat as shit like he's got yeah. a huge stomach this dude is baron harkonnen as a buff clan yeah also <laughs> big, big dad bot energy he totally wants to fuck her in this scene right i'm not reading too I, much into that uh, uh you know what i 
I'm not entirely sure. He definitely has like a big smug grin on his face the entire time. And it's like pretty pleased that GJ isn't there. But I mean, if it was like, if he knew GJ and Harulu were tied up in something before, like maybe he'd be like, Oh, I'm replacing GJ. Aren't I like that kind of would work, but I don't, I don't see that here. I definitely got a sweaty, horny energy off of him in that scene. I mean, that's all. He's just sweaty. That's true. He is a pig. Anyway, (laughs) Oh, this by the is way, new fighters. Very good missile sound. Yeah, the Gondo bows are pretty good, actually. Uh, except for the part where they have claws for some reason. You know, you're trying to make new toy designs. I give them, I give them props for coming up with very original mechs throughout this series. It looks like an unknown Fletcher. Uh, I don't know That's what that a is. Pokemon. Okay. It looks like the Pokemon that is the letter U with the cockpit where the eyeball would be. And then here's some mm. just drill bits at the end. Yeah. All right. Did they ever make toys of, like the all the ships or just the big guy? Uh, they did make some toys of this. Again, uh, Garrett actually sent me a model kit from the era of this. But oh. I don't know how far it is. I will probably do a little more looking into that when we get into the back half of the show. Especially since I discovered that there's 11 minutes of fucking commercials on the final disc of the Blu-rays. And Ooh, I'm going to talk about those. Interesting. They're wild. The Gundam commercials are great because it's just a bunch of, like, lonely men singing the Gundam theme song in a bar. Yo, the first the first commercial for Be Invoked is wild because it's just like, First contact brought them together. Now infinite power will end two empires. Whoa! Oh boy, I, I'm seeing a a figurine of the Ideon with a giant fuck off cannon. That's the one yes. in the intro. Yeah, yeah. It's also on disc four or five. It just shoots a big laser, Matt. I, I mean, that's cool, I guess. It basically has a big dick gun. Nice. Uh, what is it? Yep. Big boner from uh, what is what, what is the name of that? Pretty close. Game? Shadow of the Damned. Shadow of the Damned. Yeah. Had an Akira Yamaoka soundtrack, the only good thing about it. Probably, yeah. Also, the part where you play it feels great. I cannot agree with that. Uh, okay, the part where you do the on-foot stuff is great. That game has way too many bad turret sequences, though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just remembered standing on top of that hotel roof for, like, 30 minutes. So bored. Yeah, it's like the fucking Dead Space turret section, but they decided, what if it were every level? But Fletcher, you do get to upgrade to the hot boner. I don't need an upgrade for that. I'm recording in the nude. Or mm. the buff. Anyway, Deck is starting to become the Kasha here going, Why didn't we chase the ship? We we could have uh we could have stopped the wounded kids from happening. And Cosmo's like, Yes, it truly would have been a great plan to follow unknown ships into an unknown part of space. With damaged mechs. Good Uh, thinking, 8-year-old. And then Deck goes, yeah, but still. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Speaking of how stupid Deck is, the Uh solo ship is going to land on a water planet for repairs. Thankfully, the ocean is so salty that Deck, who, within 30 seconds of landing, strips off all of his clothes and leaps into the water, Uh realizes that he can't swim, and the water is so salty that it floats him to the top. Yeah, like immediately swings so open the door with no spacesuit 
jumps into unknown waters, and then also cannot swim. Hilariously, uh, next episode, we're going to see there's a lot of cannibalistic or carnivorous yeah. fish in this water. Oh, yeah. It is amazing that Deck did not get murdered here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw I made a note of that, too, because like, holy shit, piranha fish. Yup. <laughs> Yikes. Some of the civilians start wondering at this point, why don't we just give the buff clan the robot? And Corella says this would probably doom the universe under her father controlling the weapon. I mean, also, they'll die. <laughs> like, like yeah. they're gonna, like, leave these people alone after all this? No, they'll probably just kill everybody. I know. It is around here that Harulu mentions Gijay's research is about to go public, and she wants to control the Ideon before that happens. Mm-hmm. So, Karala tries a gambit of going out to suggest, but not mean, surrendering the robot while everything is fixed, giving them more time to do repairs. Gams hears this and goes, Alright, sure, whatever. The negotiations last under 30 seconds. Karala asks two ships to let the humans leave, and Gam says, My counteroffer is everyone dies. So Karala and Jolliver give him the finger and fly off. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty much got the Donald Trump negotiation strategy. So Gam's... It's a bad deal, folks. <laughs> Gams immediately sends his fleet to follow her back to the solo ship, which they hadn't yet located. He is wet like our president. Yeah, yeah. The I, lump on his head kind of also works. I've only yeah, ever seen for two him. pictures of Donald Trump, and he is so wet looking. He's just extremely sweaty in all the meetings. No that wonder that we mean. call him our big wet president. I definitely only refer to him as the big boy, folks, in my head. The wet one? The wettest one. No, I have too many wet ones naps in the room. I cannot do that. The moist one? Moist works. So, at this point, a new heavy mech has also come into play. The Rog Mac. Oh, did we skip the really good action shot where they basically have to crash land on the, in a fighter? No, that's that's coming up because yeah. they're starting to send the ships out after okay. Karala. Because that shit rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, combat is starting to come to more of a standstill because the Gondo Bows have a lot more anti-missile weapons to counter the Ideon's stuff, but the Ideon is over-armored compared to their guns. Well, they're also their, uh, also their, their missiles are, like, way stronger. And, and they're they super fuck up everything. And they're super fast, too. They're really hard to hit. Shoutouts to the new main cannon that is extremely cool on the solo ship, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that they finally old- hits. Yeah, and it like it's way stronger than it has been in the past, right? It's just a Glen cannon, right? A really big yeah, cannon. It looks it looks different now and just is very cool sounding and very cool looking because they kind of darken everything around it when the beam's on screen to make it look like really powerful. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So the Rogmacs are deployed, and I describe them as massively armored Katamaris with stubby legs that can just bash their way at any enemies. They look like the they look like a flail head. That's another better way to describe it. I think of them as a Katamari full of missiles. Yeah, they look like a mace, which is why I was trying to think of a mace windu joke. Got it. Okay, yeah. I was trying to figure out how that came in. They made figurines of it. Gams has also yeah, figured there out. there are a lot of figurines of Mace Windu, Matt. <laughs> He's a very popular character. He 
you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> not going like, to take the bait don't, again. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. What are we talking no. about? I want to know. <laughs> uh, there's an image going around that's a scene from Rise of Skywalker where it's all the Jedi ghosts and it's like all white dudes, Yoda and Mace Windu. And I think someone else described it best as, ah, a diversity panel in games. It's more like, here's a picture of what, like, I've, yeah, I'm just thinking about like all the bus ads for a hospital in our area where it's like five white guys, a black guy and an Asian lady. And that's what corporate diversity is. Yes, 1000%. That that's exact the configuration is corporate diversity. Shout outs to Elisa James of Mega 10 Marathon for getting me that joke. Uh, anyway. God damn it, Chris. I just saw that picture of Baby Yoda. That's, <laughs> that's not even the one, by the way. Oh, uh, no. Moonborn DM'd me that because they knew I would like it. Oh, God. So, <laughs> Gams has also designed a new strategy here that the Rogmax can do, which is... podcast cover. <laughs> nope. Hook it with a tow cable, hook them in three opposing directions to hold the ship stable, and then unload all armaments onto the combiners. It's actually not bad. So, the Rogmax begin fucking up the solo ship while the fighters are... Uh, attacking, and this is where, yeah, Corella has to do a crash landing onto his jet. Uh, what's cool about it is, um, like, all all the choreography, right? Like, it looks like they kind of land, but then everything tilts a little bit, and you realize that they're, like, flying very fast because there's good hair animation, and they basically fall into the opening when it it opens and then reveals to you that it's even more angled than you thought it was. Like, yeah, very good perspective stuff that happens that makes it very exciting. Not to mention, Jolliver has to assist incredibly heavily because Kerala has no spacesuit and a wounded shoulder. They've shot her jet. Yeah, she she gets she this like fucks her up pretty badly for the rest of the episode. Actually, like she's pretty hurt, even though it doesn't look like she got hurt that badly. Yeah, at the end of this episode, she's unconscious from being jostled around during the combat. She doesn't have seatbelts on and gets Did flung you hear around that, as veterans. Cockpit. Matt doesn't think shrapnel is a big deal. Ah, <sighs> uh, why do you hate the troops, Matt? So hey, uh, remember that Road. thing we were saying about how Piper Lou is starting to get desensitized to violence? At this point, the baby cries a single silent tear. So the ship begins flying, despite water in the engines and no Jolliver on board. Uh, this entire segment is one of the flashiest sequences I've ever seen in television anime, by the way. I was actually covering my eyes for part of the flashing here. Was that just me? I didn't really notice that it was, like, excessively flashy. Like, I would be pausing during this part, and it's just like, mm. I had probably a 66% chance of getting just a pure white frame during this. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds unpleasant, but I maybe I just wasn't watching that closely or it just didn't affect me. But Gam starts trying to destroy the solo ship thinking, well, if we take that out, then everything else is good, but the Ideon moves to intercept. And this is when we get Sort of similar to the leg thing last episode, Cosmo is starting to realize better ways of taking out new enemies. 
the mash the robot between the rog max strategy works until cosmo feigns damage and lets the mech fall and when one of them starts following it for the kill he tilts all the limbs on it to face every single cannon in the thing's direction and fires it's a pretty wild beam spiral of missiles and lasers it's very cool Mm -hmm. yeah Kerala is telling him, hey, uh, just do the Star Wars thing. Turn off the engines and trust the E-Day. And he goes, uh, no, my plan did all right. Yeah, it, so, it was really funny, though. Like, the, the scene where... Oh, wait, is this the scene where he's falling towards the ocean and then... The yes. Issues? Because th- there's a new music track here, and it starts with a really hilarious boing sound. Did there's you- a lot of new music in these episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wasn't kidding when I said this is when they started doing actual course correction. That's why I refer to this as the new era. Yeah, but like the the song is good, except it starts with this really like comedic boing sound. So like as it's falling to its death, it just sounds, you know, it it does the punch. It starts to fall back and then you hear boing as if it were like like that would be a good clip to like just pull out. Uh, out of context because it sounds really funny so speaking of pulling out the buff balls retreat and gams promises Uh, he's going to unleash the bufu twins next time mm -hmm. you heard it here first your boy jack frost and frost ace atlas really really ahead of the game in terms of like sexuality there yep can't believe they have an asexual demon it kind of owns so, at the episode's end, Kerala is unconscious on the ship, and we just have Cosmo look out at the Idion and go, So if the Sixth Civilization could create an infinitely powerful robot and tech to support it, what the hell happened to them? I can't believe Cosmo is smarter than I am, because I never thought of that. Cosmo is actually pretty bright. Like, he's never overdone Mary Sue territory, but he's... <laughs> He's not. He, no, sorry, he's I'm f- laughing because I just said, I can't believe Cosmo is smarter than I am, and then I forgot to unwrap this candy cane before I put it in my mouth. <laughs> oh my god, Chris. <laughs> anyway, Cosmo, good protagonist. Yeah, Cosmo's great, actually. I uh, I really enjoy Cosmo. Uh, After some very rough few at first few episodes for Cosmo's character... Everyone's very rough at the start of this show, though. Remember when Bess was a real asshole who's like, we're not listening to scientists. Yeah, the thing I is, mean, Bess is usually right in most of these circumstances, though, right? Like, or occasionally he won't listen to, like, for the most part, he tends to make the right decision. Yeah, the first couple episodes, no one has a handle on any of the characters yet. It's real yeah. wild to revisit those. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So let's wrap this up with number 20, Attack of the Twin Devils. We actually begin with Kerala waking up from her uh, bed rest, and she's filling us in on what set things off on the buff side of things. Two years back, a dozen meteors began pounding buff Earth, destroying cities and ships. The source of the meteors seemed to be Logo Dao, the buff name for the planet our cast called Solo. And Cosmo and Bess give each other a look and are like, um, that happened to us too at the same time. Here, let me show you New York getting leveled by a meteor. 
It's hilarious it that it's still clips New York. of the Twin Tower falling. Yeah. Oh boy. Yikes. So good YouTube edit. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't do it. Don't please no. You know that's not bad. Yeah. I don't know how to edit a video, or I would. I do. Uh, but this week on the buff reality TV segment, uh, Total Divas Buff, Harulu has to head home for a while and is leaving Gams in charge unsupervised. She leaves him with the ominous statement of, I'd like a present. Karala, or a piece of the mech. Fucking he- asshole. Karala literally tried to give herself up like four episodes ago. And last episode, and yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so... I think we're far enough in that I can just say unambiguously now, Harulu's big weakness is she loathes her sister. I mean, loathes. Do they get into, like, their relationship at all, or is it just, we just take that on face value? We're gonna hear more about it, but, like, if you ever dangle Karala in front of Harulu, she will throw out all reason to try and destroy her sister. Seems smart. Important update. Do not get Oreo flavored candy canes. Why would you do that? Why? We have them because my child doesn't like peppermint. Well, oh, you you have a defective baby. I agree. (laughs) Mint is the best flavor. Uh, Yes. uh, No, that's a big no for me. Okay, what's your best flavor then? God, best like herb flavor? Really like best flavor. (laughs) Weed. Fuck, I love peanut butter a lot. I love All right. peanut butter. Alright, I will allow that. What are you, a five-year-old? I love peanut I butter. I will allow that. <laughs> Especially with chocolate, but even on its own, I like it a lot. It's versatile enough. Like mint, it can go with so many things. Yeah. All right. Well, the thing is, like, is just shittier a, tahini, though. Well, there's a difference between, like, peppermint and, like, spearmint and wintergreen. Like, those are all yeah, very the different The difference flavors. is, is that they're all great. Yeah. I'm, like, two Also, that's called a similarity. Yeah, like, I love me a mint julep, don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm not into, like, the the chocolate and peppermint thing. It's personal. Oh, no, no, these are not minty at all. Uh, it's well, supposed oh, to taste yeah. like chocolate and cream, but it's gross. Ooh. Yeah, that's terrible. But also, it's the most food science thing I've ever eaten, where I want to continue eating it despite actively disliking the taste. <laughs> I see. You know, I'm sure, like, Oreos makes, like, a peppermint Oreo, because they have a million flavors of Oreo. Yo, those birthday cake Oreos, also gross, but also compulsive to eat. Uh, the lemon right. ones are good. My favorite are the peanut gross. butter. Shocking. The uh, mint ones are very good. The thin okay. ones are interesting. My yeah. wives would like to eat lunch, so I'm going to fucking speed us through. Because <laughs> I actually think this is a quick episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's it's a bad episode. Like, good fight, but bad episode. It's a show. bad episode, and Let's like the, the Domido fight. Like the Domido one last time, this one is just fucking cosmo laughing at what are you doing idiot as people die yeah i mean there is the cool bit with uh when the ship it has its uh barrier up and the water goes crazy like or the that... part where they spend 30 seconds slowly walking up to a superman reference yeah what yes. the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> what, like, i was superman? just amazed to hear on the voice track oh they literally said superman okay capitalized like they like you mean super powers like superman Yes. And that came from Cheryl, which is even funnier. Uh-huh. Was that Cheryl? I thought Kerala said that. Kerala says it. Does Kerala Okay, that's even weirder. That's the weird I... part. 
Okay, I have to rewatch that scene. I thought that was Cheryl. It's like superpowers. Yeah, no, like the thing is, Cheryl, like, because they're talking that the twins have some kind of telepathy. Yes, telepathy which is absolutely a, like a scientific. Superpower. Yeah, super like a super man. Uh, anyway, do we want to just rush through this one? Yeah, yeah we can do that. All right, I'm going to fucking blaze through this because I was doing it There's earlier. There's just a lot of balls smashing together and stuff. You know, yeah. the huge. So, Deck and the children accidentally capture a Pokemon with their fishing rod, but his squirrel <laughs> is too low level to fight the space eel. Yep. This Cosmo mercs it with a knife. That ruled. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bess's plan is to upgrade the antenna to capture all universal coordinates, which, to be fair, sounds sick as hell. But to do so means the radar is off, so the Bufu assault catches them cold. The first wave destroys the antenna and kills a bunch of techs, one of whom's corpse flies off into the ocean, and we see Piranha swarm to devour it. Again, how did Deck not get eaten last episode? So He has plot armor until the movie. Yeah. If all four of our Max attack at once, say the Bufu twins, they will be destroyed. That and That is a... They are. All four All four of the mechs are destroyed, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, we do need to talk about the barrier no, we... thing. Oh, yes, we fine. do, because the... it is a giant thing. Oh, yeah, skip that's a big deal. the important barrier, and let's just get on with it. Look, I'm, I'm going through at a very good pace. Stop me if you think we need more discussion, but... Uh, the assault is, is brutal enough, movie? they can't launch the combiners, the murdered chicken shot is here as we see all of the shit flipped over and, like, twitching birds. Uh, Kerala tells the bridge staff about the Bufu twins' existence, which is incredibly chilling as they realize the absolute scientific fact, twins have telepathy. Luckily, a missile flips Piper Lou ass over tea kettle and the itty gauge bursts on, forming a spear of water around the solo ship so the mech can combine safely. The twins and their not-quite-as-magic seconds in command decide they will wait for the barrier to drop and launch a suicide attack, their words not mine, which get used about 20 times, and attack from underneath. The Rogmax do pretty good damage slamming into it and then fire their armaments through the impact points, which leads to the biggest laugh I had this episode. The twins going, brother, yes, we've done it. And meanwhile, back on Gams's ship, he's like, that light is absolutely not what an explosion looks like, you idiots. Uh-huh. Uh, uh. Then, I then I realized about 10 seconds later, no, the hardest I laughed is when the brother is trying over and over to suicide attack and his sister goes, yes, you could do it. Die gloriously rather than assist this plan in any way. Mm -hmm. His brother just yells, witness me. These twins fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> just why um, even like make them if you're just going to do this with them? It just seems pointless. Because, Matt, good episodes are expensive and take a long time to make. So Ugh. this dude fails to kill himself three times. He shoves his mech into the barrier and finally pushes through it by sacrificing the armor, then gets them to lower the barrier because he's inside it, just blasting away, causing his mech to get swept away by the tides rushing in. Then he literally tries to fling his escape pod at the Ideon, and Cosmo just obliterates him with the guns on one arm. It's really funny. <laughs> Honestly, that shot's kind of cool, because he, um... Oh, it's the other one, where he throws them against the barrier, and then does the armed missiles. Very good. 
Yeah, no, this is just an escape pod plinks off the idiot and Cosmo just casually waves the arm guns at it to destroy the brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the sister immediately tries a suicide attack and fucks it up, ramming into the Ideon's foot ineffectively. Oops. She then asks Gams to allow her to suicide attack again. Again, they keep saying suicide attack. I'm not yeah. making jokes here. No, yeah. And he goes, well, of course, don't let your brother get the better of you. <laughs> Seems like the she right says, thing to do, right? She says, I would rather die beautifully in battle than live as a lower class citizen. And this left me completely baffled. Like, uh-huh. does the twin dying mean that she's demoted now? How do twins work on Buffer? Are we in a Goosebumps book? I mean, I guess the idea is that, like, if you're if you fail in the military, you get demoted in society, and that's bad for your family, right? I like, that's I, called, yeah. but that's called being a veteran. <laughs> anyway, she fucks up dying so many times that she accidentally kamikazes Gams's fucking flagship. Uh, I'm just going to quote one of my wives here. Wow, that was a C-Lab-ass death scene. It was just both of their heads shaking uh-huh. over and over beside an explosion. Yeah, that 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 is probably the most hilarious thing I've seen in the show so far, is just the way they, they edit that. Also, like, sick they bounce They spend shot. all their money on that incredibly cool swirling water sphere, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we cut back to Harulu's ship, where someone just goes, Commander Gam's life reading has disappeared. She takes a sip of wine and goes, damn that Gams. I never thought he'd kill off so many of his own people. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the actual line. I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Cheryl tries to get Earth genocided again by suggesting they all go there, and Cosmo and some of the military men point out that to the buff, all they just saw is the solo ship get more potent again and they're going to feel even more cornered and desperate than before. You know, more than when they glassed a planet. The crew all agree it's time to get the fuck away from occupied space, possibly forever. And they set off into the night. That's that the is end it. Of the that is the end of episode 20 and episode 5 of Boku no Stop Season 2. Hooray. Any thoughts? Or would like we're finally watching a real anime. I told you there was good meat on mm-hmm. these bones. Yeah, I, I have to say, like, as depressing and, like, holy shit as episode 18 is, I think it's my favorite so far. It's just got, like, yeah. the most... It, it's got the most going on on a thematic level, and the animation is great, and it's just, you know... It's super depressing, though. It's, like, got that, like, end of Ava, like, just murdering people everywhere. Steez. Yeah, this is SD Gundam. Super depressing Gundam. Uh-huh. For sure. So disgusting Gundam. Got him. No. (laughs) No, that's Victory Gundam. Imagine watching SD Gundam. It's so ugly. I've done it. I've watched SD Gundam. And? I've watched SD Sengoku Den. I don't know what that is. That is the SD Gundam series where they're all robots that are in the Three Kingdoms period. Fletcher, you gotta understand, I only watch good Gundam. I don't know. You're G watching Gundam. it, Aeon. I can't believe you ruined what stepped on my G Gundam joke. <laughs> <laughs> G Gundam is trash. Yeah, but it's it's the kind of garbage that I like. I can't argue with that. There's garbage and there's good garbage. I am speaking of good garbage. Amazed. You can pay us at Tentacle.pro. 
Indeed. I am legitimately amazed you did not buy the box set that came with the tequila Gundam shot glass. There's a tequila Gundam shot glass. Amazing. Yes. I like that in the context of G Gundam, the shot glass is the surprising part, not the tequila Gundam. <laughs> I know. Isn't that great? Oh, I've seen G Gundam. I, I know what, what that's about. Uh. But we'll be back in two weeks with episodes 21 through 24 of Ideon. I would try and do the closing beat here, but I'm not going to hit that high note right now.